0: Hey, thank you so much for listening. This is Paul with Conversations with Paul Nielsen. Thank you so much for joining me. I certainly do appreciate it. Uh, Again, uh, like I always do, I'm going to go ahead and plug that uh, Facebook page, Conversations with Paul Nielsen, uh, that Facebook page. Uh, Go and like it, uh, share it, do whatever you like with it, you know, whatever, you know, play it in your Yugo, play it any way you like. Um, It is a fantastic, well, I want to say it's fantastic, but uh, only you can say that. Uh, but uh, definitely go and uh, check out the page. Uh, all the updates of the podcast go there and uh, see when new episodes come out and see what they're about and uh, usually ask for opinions and and uh, <laughs> different uh, conversation starters there. So let's kind of get started uh, with this week. I, I have been really kind of thinking a lot about different things uh, over the last uh, little bit here. And uh, one of the things that uh, it really confounds me sometimes that we've got this thing in our life that we all want, that we all need, that we all crave. I mean, books are written about it. Songs are written about it. Poetry is all about it. Um, And and yet it is one of the most difficult things for all of us to really kind of understand. And It is so difficult because we don't really get it. And really all it is, is, is a chemical reaction in our brain, but it's something that we all want. You know, it's something actually that we all need. It is uh, one of those hierarchy things that uh, we, we need to experience and have um, for us to feel, I don't want to say feel good about ourselves, but to feel, you know, loved and, and appreciated. And that's really what it is. It's, it's love. You know what? It, what is love? I mean, other than just like a commu, uh, a chemical reaction in our brain, but it's something that we all want. It's it's a it's that connection with somebody. You know, I've I found myself over the last you know really week or so, really you know coming home. You know, if I were coming home from a job, uh, with the whole COVID thing, I'm working from home and and things. So I mean. I should say, walking out of the office into the front room after making dinner. Um, But really just kind of coming home and uh, longing to have somebody there. Longing to have somebody just to kind of eat dinner with and to sit down and watch a movie. And, and, you know, I've got kids, but, I mean, that's really, it's different. You know, when you've got another adult there um, that you can kind of just talk and uh, spend your time with. And have that connection with. And that, that's something that I think is so intangible. You know, it, it's something that we all crave and we all want. And, and that's why we keep falling in love. I mean, when we fall in love, you know, it, it really is something that's it's about really learning about each other on a deeper level. And, it, and it's really odd that because it's something that we all want. And love is something that we all struggle with. We suffer through it and our hearts are broken and we at times we ward it off like the plague, you know, and, and we don't want it anymore. And it's difficult, but we always want it back. It's one of those things that, that you know, it hurts and it, and it sucks sometimes, but it is something that we always go back to. And it's 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 addictive. I mean, it really is. It's addictive. It's like a drug. You know, we know it's bad for us. So we want it. We believe that it's bad for us, but we're always going to go back to it because that is, it's something that we crave, that connection with somebody that's that, that person we've got to have it. You know, it's, it's something that, that we almost feel like we're, we're, we're empty without it. I mean, I've had experiences with it. I mean, I was married for fifteen years and and had that, and and I've had other relationships that, you know, that connection and that that craving of of being loved was so great. And some of these relationships I've had were weren't great. I mean, dated a narcissist, and you know, dated somebody that cheated on me, and and things, and you know, things that have just just tore me apart. And yet, I still find myself wanting it, and that is just so counter uh, counterintuitive of what most of us want. I mean, it's like if we were out in the woods and we got bit by a snake, we wouldn't go near a snake again, you know, because of that fear and that, that hurt and that pain. I it, I know when we're heartbroken, I mean, we, a lot of times we just, we want to be left alone and we almost want to die because it hurts so bad. I mean, it's a broken heart and it's really, Again, just to go back to it, it's a chemical reaction in our brain. You know, there's a study that, that happened. I, I don't know, remember when it happened, but there, there's this study that, um, that kind of manufactured love and manufactured uh, connection. And what it was, it was like a, a series of, I want to say 30 different questions. And they would, it, you know, progressively get more personal I mean, like the first question is, um, tell me something that, you, that most people don't know or something along those lines, you know, within that, those first few and it, towards the end, it would get to a question about, uh, say, tell me the last time you cried with somebody or by yourself and why, I mean, that question is quite, quite personal, you know, to just share an experience where you actually cried, um in private over something is, is quite deep and quite can be quite personal, especially if it was a good, ugly cry and we've all done it. And if you haven't had one of these ugly cries in a while, uh, maybe that's something that uh, you, you need to experience and have because it is something that is powerful. It cleanses you. You know, I, I've, I've done it, you know, I've done it recently. It is something that I think is so just powerful within ourselves. It, for me it it helps kind of recenter myself and and really kind of refocus you know when i'm frustrated and and just need a little bit of a refocusing i mean i'll i'll cry it out man <laughs> and i know that's not it doesn't sound too manly but i mean that's the the most manly thing i think a man can do is just cry it out and be good with those feelings and be good with uh sitting with that i was talking to a friend um just recently and uh uh, talking about how how much of a different person I am from the beginning of the year till now, and and just not even you know the whole COVID thing. I mean that that's going to change people um, dramatically just because we've got to have a, a new way of doing things. We're we're working differently. We're our relationships are different because we're home. <clears throat> I mean, if you, even if you're you know most of us are still working from home. You know, we're not going into an office, and we're not developing those relationships there. So we've got to find different outlets of doing that. It is fundamentally changed people, but with the the experiences that I've had, um, with the uh, with relationships over the last uh, what ten months or so, I mean, it is is fundamentally changed the way I've looked at things, and I, I've I've been forced to look at things in a different way. You know, I've been forced to you know, really choose two different paths when, when, when I'm looking at a relationship, you know, I could be uh, really bitter and angry and uh, continue to carry that baggage with me and just bring it into the next relationship. Or what I can do is, is learn from it and be positive about it and take the lessons that I've learned and, and move forward. And I, and I hope that I've, I've been able to move forward with these things. And I, I believe that I have, I mean, just the uh, <laughs> the opposite of what I've looked at uh, as far as developing relationship. You know, there there was this woman that I was you know early on after my split up with my ex-, my ex girlfriend. There was this woman that I was you know a little interested in. I mean, she's pretty and beautiful and and things. And you know, I was really kind of interested. And as I and now when I when I look at at her, I mean, she's still pretty and, and things, but my God, she is just a mess. And I just don't want that. I, it's not healthy. You know, she's got so much that she has to deal with and that she doesn't understand that she's got to deal with. it. I mean, she keeps talking about these patterns of, of men that she is going out with and believes that anytime that she sh- shows an interest back, then they take off. And it, it my thought is, well, maybe it's not these men, you know, maybe it's Maybe it's you. Maybe they're realizing maybe these are the men you want because you want something that's stable and, you know, um, comforting and, uh, you know, uh, to build that connection with and to really just have that relationship. And maybe these people that you're going on these first, second, third dates are these people, but they also recognize that you're a mess and that you've got some things that you've got to work at and they don't, they just don't want to deal with that. Um, or they're just in a healthy spot where they don't feel like you can match what they, what they have. And, and she's just blaming the, these other guys, you know, that, oh, they're just you – know, they're all the same, you know. They, they all are – you know, they find out that you're interested and the chase is over and, and they take off. I don't know if that's the case. We've got to be healthy in relationships. You know, we really do. Uh, we, we've got to be good within ourselves and we've got to be and our partners got to be good within themselves. You know, I, going back to, you know, the episode where I talked about, uh, you know, what I want. You know, sometimes the best thing for us to do is to uh, jump into therapy a little bit, even if it's just for a few sessions to kind of get our head straight. It's an amazing thing. I have no qualms about talking about, you know, my therapist and, and the things that we've worked on. I think it's uh, been a good thing for me over the last two, two years or so. I I've I've had a tremendous growth. So I if, going off of all this, I mean I've really been thinking about um I've really been thinking about, you know, connection and what that really actually means. You know, so I what I did was I actually went and and ask some questions among some friends as far as what that connection means. And, and a lot of it came down to, you know, um, <laughs> really a lot of it came down to service. I mean, one of, the, the, one of my friends had, had talked about, uh, you know, they said when, when we see eye to eye on the present and future things, you know, coming to agreement um, makes everything go a little easier, you know, go forward a little easier. And, and that's what makes them feel connected to their partner. You know, or, or when uh, another friend had said that uh, when, when you see effort, especially after a time of none, you know, effort and, and service, you know, uh, another friend states, uh, you know, when you're feeling low and at your worst and they come and hold you and, and help build you back up saying that things will be okay because we can do this together. I mean, that's a beautiful thing when you have a partner that uh, will come and build you up. And, and, and make sure that you're good, that, that sense of service, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing, you know, to, to see that. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, an act of service. I mean, sometimes a connection comes when you're just kind of sitting on the couch watching TV at the long, end of a long day and just being grateful that you've got somebody there with you. I, gratitude is an amazing thing. Gratitude will, will change your perspective on things. I think some of the most happiest people I've met have been grateful for what they have. So if you can have gratitude within your relationship, I mean, you've, you've got it, man. You've got it. But we've got to be grateful. We've got to develop those connections. And connections, I mean, the, the, you've got to keep, continue to work on those things. And connection, I mean, they come in in all different um, ways. I mean, I know Dr. Gottman talks about having play, going out and having adventures and and building a connection that way. Because it is something that you have to continue to do. You know, you have to continue to, you know, throw out those emotional bids uh, and and, and have them returned to build that connection and build that, that sense of togetherness you know i asked a couple of other friends uh, about what they they believe is uh is connection and how they know that they uh they're loved or that they have that connection and uh, one one had said that it's uh you know that they 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 know that they're they're truly cared for and and i had to kind of follow up with that and and uh, didn't quite understand what what they meant about when when they feel like they're truly cared for. And they said that it's the the, the strongest love language of acts of service, this person said. Uh, so like cooking dinner uh, when he knows that, uh, that she's exhausted uh, or taking care of her when she's sick, you know, scraping the ice off of her windshield in the middle of the wintertime. I mean, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want somebody to serve just to make your life just that much easier and that much different and, and better? You know, um, another friend of mine, Julie. She she says that uh, it's being trusted with their vulnerability. Uh, you know, when when they know that they're revealing something to you that uh, that can absolutely crush them, and then you're responsible with that. And that goes kind of back to you know what uh, Simon of uh, had said um, that I that I remember him saying that uh, love is trusting somebody with your deepest darkest secrets and knowing that they're not not going to to use it to destroy you and, and I'm paraphrasing there I'm not exactly sure the the exact quote but it goes back to that and having that vulnerability and having that that ability to you know trust somebody at that level is is amazing now there is was somebody that that shared. there was somebody that kind of shared something with me that I didn't quite understand. And I had to kind of follow up with that. And they had said, there, there's a look, you know, that, that they give me. And I mean, yeah. And she goes on and says, yes, I mean, the little things do matter. Uh, but she knows when they give her the look. And I didn't understand that. What does what that look, you know, what does that mean? So I had to to ask about it, you know, and and get a little more clarification as far as what this look is. And she replied with, uh, it's the look like the most beautiful sunset that you've ever seen. It's like driving with the windows down in 72 degree weather with your music loud. Uh, It's like reading your favorite book on a rainy day in your softest blanket in your softest blanket. I mean we've all got that blanket that we love. You know that uh, that's just we cozy down into and it makes us feel warm and cozy and, and gushy and and gooey inside, you know. That is just beautiful. You know that that we've got this this blanket or these this happiness. You know that comes with having that connection. That we've got this ability to feel so comfortable. in having this permanence in our lives, you know, especially when so many of our relationships they they've got this 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 like nudge of impermanence, and, and I don't know if that's just because we haven't developed a, a good enough connection um, with with each other or or what that means, but you know, I the the connection. It is a permanence of intimacy. It really is. When you're comfortable enough to have a permanence in intimacy, where you know you you're you can be vulnerable and trusting and and share the things that is really at the core of who you are, then that connection is real. It's the permanence of in- intimacy. And, you know, think about the the. Uh, the connections you've had with the people that you've loved. And uh, what has that done to you? I, and, and I tend to believe, and for me, when I've had deep connections with people, friendships or, or otherwise, it it's, it's one that changes my life. It's one that um, makes me feel safe and comforted. It makes me feel that uh, I can conquer any issues that may come up it isn't really, isn't that what really love is, you know, isn't that what that is? It's who that we, we don't necessarily fall in love with the person that we're with, but we're falling deeper in love with the person that we are when we're with them. Isn't that really kind of what we want is that we want to fall in love with who we are when we're with them and, and in turn have them fall deeper in love with themselves when they're with us and develop that connection. And it's self-serving. I mean, it really is. I mean, love is one of those things that when we've got it and we've got it right, then we can conquer anything together. So, I mean, really think about, you know, the, the, your, your connections that you have really think about the people that you've had those connections with those deep connections with and really Explore that, you know, explore it and, and know that, you know, those things are, are there. I mean, I don't have that right now. Not like a, like a, uh, I mean, I, I do have the connections with people, but it's not like in a spouse type of a way. And I do long for that. I think we all do. I mean, that's why we develop these relationships because we want somebody in, in, in our lives that that loves us and cares for us and wants the best for us. And the, I think the next relationship I get into is going to be one that is is really going to last because of the work I've done. I know what I want. I know what I deserve. I've dealt with some of the insecurities and I've dealt with the some of the things that uh, that I've had to deal with, you know, it's a it's a really hard thing to kind of go through when you have a spouse that's uh, that's cheated, and and it could be worked through, but there's got to be some deep, honest work that uh, goes into that. You know, I, I've uh, I watched a TED talk a little while ago, and I don't remember exactly what it was, and I know I've said this before, but infidelity is it has nothing to do with the person that um that didn't commit it. Infidelity is the the lack of fidelity that one has within themselves. And when I realized that, when I really kind of learned from that, I understand it really had nothing to do with me. It was a lack of connection and that's part of that's part of my fault. And maybe if we had a, a deeper connection Then that wouldn't have happened. It could have still happened, you know, but there was a a lack of connection there. There was a lack of connection that was not developed and and continued to uh, cultivate. We weren't cultivating that. You know, we weren't tending to our own home. We weren't tending to our own relationship to help us grow together we didn't have that connection that was permanent within our intimacy you know there's no real neediness in love there's not and that's an interesting concept i mean the neediness in love if you've got if you're needy within your within your relationship then there's something that's empty within ourselves you know i was needy and, and, and I was feeling empty because I didn't really appreciate who I was and what I had to offer. My, my thoughts were, well, I'm taking care of, you know, all these different things. She should love me. And and that's not really the case. She should love me because I love myself. And because I, I want to take care of these things. But again, it, it has to be on both sides. There's no neediness in love. There's only giving on both sides. And when there's giving, there's somebody that's taking. But if you're both giving, then you're both taking equally. And sometimes, you know, one person has to take a little bit more than the other. And then uh, later on, that other person needs to take a little bit more. But you're both giving and you're willing to give that because you have such a deep love and connection with each other that that's okay it's okay to, to, to be a little to take a little bit more than you, than than you were before but neediness that is something different you know neediness is is insecurity and uh, there's no no place for insecurity within a healthy relationship i mean love i mean it's it's a risky thing because we all have something to lose we all have something that uh, we can we we can lose in this situation because to truly love and to truly have that connection, then you have to be willing to share all that you are and share that all that you've done and all that you've um, all that's been that, that uh, you have to be willing to share your deepest vulnerabilities and deepest secrets and risk that they're not going to like that and risk that they're going to leave. You know, we've got something to lose And I think it's the little things that we we can do. You know, it's just not the act of service. I mean, it it really is service, but, you know, the service comes in so many different ways when when uh, when we're making that connection. You know, it could be, you know, helping with the dishes or even just standing there and talking to them when they're doing the dishes. It could be bringing coffee in the morning. You know, it could be, you know, like uh, my friend said, scraping the ice off of the windshield. I mean, when was the last time... We wrote a love letter to our, to our spouse. I think that's a lost art. Just writing letters in general, not an email, not a text message, but a handwritten letter. When was the last time that happened? I think uh, when we spend time actually handwriting a letter, those things are powerful. It's romantic. And romanticism, I, I think, has been lost. When was the last time you wrote a love letter? You know, really. You know, I, I would challenge those people that are out there in, in relationships now that are listening. Write a love letter to your spouse. Spend the time to think about it and really do it. Pour your heart and soul into it. And see what happens. I bet if they've got that love for you that, that you know that you have they're going to cherish that and they're going to love it. And it's going to mean the world to them. It's a piece of you. It's a piece of your, of your handwriting. It's history. I've written several letters to my, to my kids. Um, you know, and, and I read through those things and that I've written to them because, uh, I've kept them. And, uh, there's something so personal about having somebody's handwriting and seeing that and reading it on a paper, not on a screen, but a physical piece of paper with physical ink on it. Go write a love letter, see how that works. It is incredible. I th- I, I would I would assume that it is incredible, and and I haven't done it, but I'm going to. I'm going to because. It is an amazing idea, and it can uplift not only you but uplift that that person that they could pull that love letter out, and they can read it at any point. How do you make connections? I mean, in, 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 and let's let's talk about this a little bit more on the on the Facebook page. You know, conversations with Paul Nielsen. Let's talk about it. I, I'm really kind of interested to hear what you have to say. You know. It is such an amazing thing when we develop a connection with somebody, from what I've been told, because obviously all my relationships haven't really worked out. But, you know, I've had connections with with people. You know, you you can't have a 15-year relationship without having some sort of connection. It, it's it's – I just don't think it's possible. You know, we can lose that connection and we can kind of uh, um, not not be there 100% if we're not continuing to grow it and get deeper and, and grow together. But I'm curious to see, how, how do you cultivate your, your relationship? How do you keep it fresh? How do you keep that connection alive and good? You know, is it talking about, you know, talking to each other on a daily basis say, about everything? Um, do you have those personal inventories with each other? Um, what do you do to keep your, your relationships fresh? I'm really kind of curious. Go to the Facebook page. Let's, let's talk about it there. You know, until next time, you be kind. Be well. Thanks.